just wanted to say happy Mother's Day out there to all the moms. Uh, Mom, we just spoke on the phone. So this episode is for you. Happy Mother's Day, and I love you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Bobby's World Podcast. Uh, We're at episode 17. So we came a long way from episode 1. Now a lot of people ask me, man, your podcast is all over the place. Well, you know what it is. Because I don't know what the real subject matter is. But obviously, it's gaming. And some of my stories. So maybe it's just a stories podcast. Maybe it's a gaming podcast. Who knows? But obviously, for some reason, I've had a spike in viewership. So it's probably thanks to people who have been following me, who've been commenting, who've been sharing. You know, obviously the people who who shout me out. Like, you know, this guy called the GOGP uh, underscore classic. That's his IG name. His real name is Ghost. Well, at least I think it's Ghost. I don't think anybody really knows his name, but it is. He's in Canada. So I know I have seven people listening from Canada. He's definitely one of them because he's he lives in Canada. The other one, I think, might be Hardcore Gaming because she's also based in Canada. But uh, the other ones, I'm not sure. But I would like to think that at least Mark Messier... Is probably listening to me. Um, I have four people from Ireland. Now I don't know anybody in Ireland. Um, I'm sure I have family from Ireland. Because you know. That's my uh, ancestral home. But I don't really know anybody in Ireland. I don't have any family in Ireland. And if I do have family in Ireland. I don't know them. Because I'm so far removed from Ireland. It's amazing. My dad's side is from Galway, which I visited, and my mom's side is from Cork, which I did not visit, but I did visit Dublin, and it was a great, great place to visit. I loved it. It was an amazing trip. Um, uh, Now, I know where a lot of my UK fans are from. They are definitely from part of the collective group known as the Unglorious Bastards. And uh, really, I found them thanks to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, which is their IG handle. They have their own podcast. It's the number one podcast in the UK. And if you don't know, the UK is actually four countries. You got Wales, Northern Ireland, England, and Scotland. So, definitely know that majority of those listeners are from that group that I happily joined and they took me in like family so that's pretty cool George and Tom over there leading the podcast doing their little thing if you like video games you like history you like cool accents well then there you go he's also doing a live stream of Minecraft like I said last episode 
no intention to watch Minecraft at all. But the dude got a voice, bro. If he was to get a new job, it could be color commentary. He can color commentary really on, on anything. If you put any kind of movie in or, you know, his, he's a history buff. So any kind of maybe uh, historical documentary and just let him go for it. Um, I'd put some popcorn list out of that. That's for sure. So thanks to them over there. Definitely Precisely Podcast with my boy Bo. Uh, he definitely does the shout out for me in uh, not Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania. You know, if you heard in that other podcast we did, he doesn't really live in some kind of like one house every 10 miles. He actually kind of lives like near city center. So that confused me because when I think of Pennsylvania, I think of just farms, except when you have Pittsburgh and uh, Philadelphia, which I don't like any of your team in Philly. I'm just saying. Um, so I appreciate that uh, for sure. So the three of you together have given me, I'm sure, some boost in viewership. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, so moving on from that, I figured we'll start off with that. Some nice shout outs for... Mother's Day. Now, it's Mother's Day here in America. I don't know if Mother's Day anywhere else. I know Dominican women have their own Mother's Day, which I'm not sure what that is. But I'm sure my mother-in-law will remind me. That's for sure. But either way, I said I said Happy Mother's Day to her. I made some pancakes. And she came up to eat them. And she liked them. And I called my mom. And that's basically what the main topic is my mom on mother's day now i'm not gonna be like oh my mom's the best mom in the world because obviously to me she is it's my mother but to you to you guys it's your mother so really what's the point of saying all the nice things mom done for us i mean what hasn't our moms done for us really you know our moms as in like our birth moms maybe our stepmoms or moms who just took care of us that could be an aunt could be your grandma. I mean, who knows? I had my mom, obviously. I had my aunt, Annie, a.k.a. Aunt Maureen, which is really Annie. Uh, you know, she had a big part of me growing up, too. She babysat me a lot. My mom was working. So, you know, that is that. Um, you know, maybe your best friend's mom. Uh, you know, whoever else was a motherly figure in your life. Could be anybody. Doesn't matter. It's, it's their day. So... Happy Mother's Day to you. But I figured, instead of doing all that sentimental stories, I'm like, you know what? Let's get to funny stories with my mom. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, So what I've been playing, basically, has been Diablo 3. Now, why haven't I played this game before? No clue. But I'll tell you what. I'm very happy playing it now. Me and my stepfather, Danny, just beat the game. We both got to level 70 with our characters. I was a female crusader named Largatha. You know, kind of based off the Vikings. Uh, well, not the Vikings, but Ragnar Lothbrok's wife, who I named my cat after, Ragna, who's here with me in the bedroom. He's on the bed licking his balls. So that's always nice. Um, and my father was a female barbarian with red hair. He named her Bronx. But really, we know it's Christy. My sister Christy. Um, yeah, that bitch is basically just a juggernaut. So, 
that's actually what his character looks like. It looks like with the armor he has on, it almost looks like Red Hulk with armor. Let's be honest. But we are absolutely wrecking this game. Now we're at 65% trophy-wise. But, uh, yeah, we will get the Platinum. There's a few time, well, there's a couple time-consuming trophies. Like getting the other five characters to level 70. Doing all the, uh, the hardcore mode. And then doing all the bounties. But you know what? It don't matter. We're having a great time. I wish my brother Scott would actually play this with us. But he'd rather make baseball rosters from 1974. And that's cool, that's his thing, you know? But if he played just for a little bit, I think he would enjoy it, since he is playing X-Men Legends. And uh, he just bought, excuse my burp, he just bought um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 for the PS2, which I forgot it was on the PS2. I thought it was just for the PS3. So good looks at him there getting that. But they're both similar, they're both dungeon crawlers. You pick your character, you have special powers, each one's unique. You know, different classes. I mean, honestly, there is so much to do even after the trophies are finished. There's events. Apparently, I'm in season 20. I just did the tier 1 of season 20. I can move on to the next season. I mean, to the next um, category or whatever they call it in, in Diablo 3. So, it should give us uh, a few weeks worth of play, which I thought is uh, pretty cool. If you haven't played Diablo 3 and you're thinking about it, bro, don't think and buy. Right now, you get the Eternal Collection, which I got, which is all the DLC. I think it's like 30 bucks on eBay. Uh, well worth the money. There is uh, several, possibly unlimited, unlimited things to do. So definitely hop on that. Um, by myself, I am playing the Contra Anniversary Collection. I just got a few more choice for the 100%. Um, I remember playing this game with my cousin Danny back in the 90s. And we made a rule where if you died on the first level, we reset the game. Because the game is too hard to play uh, if dying on the first level. That means you're not going to make it to the fourth level for sure. It also comes to think of it, it's a very different Contra game because it's almost like a boss battle rush mode type of game you walk 10 feet boom mini boss you walk 10 more feet boom main boss i mean the bosses are amazing uh there's six levels no there's six endings in the game so depending on what you choose alters your path and the levels you actually play so it could be a unique experience for you know whoever um but some of the trophies in this in this game were getting all the endings for Contra Hardcorps. There's a lot of games and there's a lot of games on the uh, in the in the collection. So they could have made possibly. Did you hear that? Someone got shot. That's the uh, sirens. Yeah. So, um, what was I gonna say? You see, when you do a podcast and you get distracted, you lose my train. I lose my train of thought. That's been happening since I was a kid. But I remember. I remember now. Um, so there's lots of games in this collection. So it would have been enough just to beat every game with a trophy and be done with it. But they actually wanted you to get all six endings for Contra Hardcore. And that's fine. I knew them. Me and my sister, my sister Christy actually found the secret ending, which is in level three. 
instead of going to fight the main boss, you jump on top of the wall and climb up. She found that by total accident. It was awesome. The music for that level is dope. And we beat the game together many times. But apparently, as I was beating the levels, I couldn't get Route A. So I'm like, what's going on? I played the game again. I went through the levels. I picked the right choices. Again, I got I got all the routes repeatedly. I'm like, I'm taking too much time with this. Let me go online and look. What's going on? I did some research, and I found Route A. Now, in 20-something years of playing this game, apparently, I never chose to fight Deadeye Joe, right, and fight now. You know, at the uh, instead of rescue and fight later or fight now, or surrender and fight later or fight now, I never chose fight now when I went to get Deadeye Joe. So... These levels and this boss were completely new to me. And it was actually pretty cool seeing that 20-something years later, uh, a level and boss I've never seen. So that was exciting. I always played as Fang because I liked his special. I think he's the strongest character in the game. Uh, Then you have Rey and Sheena who are kind of like, you know, the normal people. And I never played as that little robot Browning or Brownie, I believe his name is. He's actually from the European uh, release, which is not called Contra. It's called Probotector. And if I pronounce that wrong, I do apologize. But I chose him to get to this route because I never used him. He has one weapon that looks like a chain. like a, It's a chain that you can hold the button and you can either shorten or... Uh, you know, or lengthen the attack, but it's on a chain. So if that little ball of chain hits somebody, it's it's extremely powerful. So I was beating bosses way faster than I, than I ever did with any of the other characters. So if you want to make this game easy for yourself, bro, pick this guy. Pick the little robot brownie. It makes the game a lot easier. Um, I've also been playing Streets of Rage 4, which is uh, pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. Yes, it's 25 years later, but it doesn't matter because I think they did a good thing. They did an excellent port, an uh, excellent uh, sequel. It plays good. It looks good. I like the um, the old school characters. I like the filters, the music you can put in if you don't want to have the new music. Lots of unlockable characters. I can see this definitely having some kind of minor dlc or maybe cross promotion with other sega game uh beat em up characters because it, it's it's really cool they could i can even see them adding a couple levels based off uh other characters in the game if they wanted so there's, there's potential there but i really enjoyed it i actually got the limited run special edition or brawler edition whatever it was called because i like the game so much so i'm waiting for that to come in the mail which is probably gonna be like july but that's okay i still have it digital it doesn't matter but it's awesome i played with my brother and uh he actually raged quit because he was upset because i kept wanting to play the game and i get it he's not from the era of beat em up a beat em up can be very repetitive yes but i just always like them it's been one of my favorite genres since i've been playing video games i think it's cool Beating the shit out of people, bro. Not gonna lie. So I'm enjoying it. 
a lot. I'm going to get the platinum for that. Now, if you didn't know, last episode, I challenged, here we go again, name dropping again, the GOGP underscore classic, a.k.a. the ghost, a.k.a. the Canadian legend. He has the number one podcast in Canada. That's a fact. He also has the number two podcast in North America. So basically, he's just the Canadian Joe Rogan. But I challenged him to a trophy achievement type of, uh, you know, who could get the most trophies and achievements. Now, I know he has an Xbox, so a platinum trophy doesn't really matter because it's just one more trophy than Xbox. But you get that when you do all the trophies. So I challenged him to it, and um, basically, he chickened out. So, what does that say about him? You tell me. That's number one. Number two, his silent co-host Craig, who apparently uh, accepted the challenge and said he'll do it. Well, I'm excited now, bro. So, here's, here's the rules. Here's the rules. By May 23rd, you need to have more trophies than I do. So, every time I get a trophy... Take a little screenshot with your name, perhaps a selfie, and send it over to my DM. Okay? Slide that photo in my DM. Because I'll do the same for you. So whoever has the most trophies wins. So good luck, Craig. Good luck. Ghost, sorry, bro, but you chicken down. Now, what I am upset about. Is that the ghost, I guess because he has certain perks for being, you know, uh, I guess kind of like a celebrity. He actually got, okay, Sergey Zuboff from the 1994 Stanley Cup Champion Rangers, my favorite team of all time. Okay, I have a guy who listens to my podcast. His name is Steve. He's a gentleman. He is playing Animal Crossing. And my girlfriend visits his town, and he visits her town, and they trade, and he's a stand-up guy. So, Steve, I do love you, even though you're an Islander fan. That's okay. You're from Long Island. Makes sense. But your team still sucks. So, um, he had Sergey Zuboff on the team, and on his podcast. He actually interviewed Sergey Zuboff. And this guy is making fun of my podcast. Says it sucks. Says it's boring. Says I need a better co-host than brother Scott. Listen, Scott's a great co-host, bro. Okay, at least he can talk. Unlike you, Craig. If you're listening, what are you going to say about it? Oh, that's right. Nothing. Okay? Number two. Sergey Zuboff challenged me to who has a bigger dick contest. Who has a bigger dick contest? Now, I don't know if that's what everybody in Russia does, but we're in America. And really, if you want to know a secret about me, well, here you go. When I was 21 years old, let the motorcycle dumbass go by the window, because you can never have a quiet podcast in New York City unless you have a studio. But I don't. So, when I was 21... I need some extra money. 
And I used to strip at a male strip club, but I used to go to a black male strip club because all the black ladies would see me as the token white boy. So I took my whiteness to an advantage to get people to look at me more because, oh damn, who's the only white guy here? Me. Now, I could dance, I could shake them hips, I know how to very well. And all these women at the ship club used to call me Bobby Bigwood. So, um, if you want, Sir J, you can, let's, I'll, I'll accept your challenge and I'll win. Because I'm Bobby Bigwood, baby. Bobby Bigwood ain't scared of nobody. So, challenge accepted. How are we going to do it? I don't know. But game on, bro. Game on. Okay? Um, so that's pretty much all the gaming that I've really been doing. Uh, I do have Trine 4. And I do have the Town of Light, which I plan to play after Contra. Because I really want to finish this quick little games. Because I have the Outer Worlds, which... I'm definitely looking forward to because I've been trying to get it. My girlfriend bought it for me for Christmas, for God's sakes. It's it's Mother's Day, bro. It's May. Okay? So it's time to uh, open that up and begin that. But, uh, well, not really, but we're moving on to next. I uh, just finished watching Deadwood on HBO. I've always wanted to watch it. My girlfriend really didn't care about it, but it was my turn to pick. So I picked Deadwood. And I only picked it because they had the movie, which basically finished up the series because it was uh, canceled abruptly, season three. Now, the first season was kind of slow, but I liked the build up. And then the second and third season were just top notch. I mean, the acting was amazing. So that was a great show. The movie was even better. I mean, what a way to go out. What a way to close a show. So Deadwood in my book is a ten is a nine no it's an eight out of ten. If you like westerns, go for it. I actually started playing a little bit of Red Dead Redemption online, just a little bit because you know the Deadwood TV show inspired me to do that. But I tell you what, bro, they had a lot of prostitutes in this show because basically the most of the show takes place at the gym, which Al Swaragin ran ran all runs. And it got me thinking to myself. There was one, you know, intimate, romantical scene where uh, Seth Bullock is making uh, a little bit of love to, I forgot her name, the bank owner. Uh, the rich woman from New York. I forgot her name. Her name escapes me at the moment, as they would say. But, you know, she had some armpit hair. And that was kind of shocking. But then I realized, well, you know, probably back in 19, uh, what was it, 1989 or 1979, 1888 or 1887, somewhere around there. You know, I don't think anybody was really shaving anything. Uh, Most of the men had beards, if not a mustache. Probably all the men had a little bit of facial hair somehow. Whatever style they chose. That was that was a Wild West, man. That was America back in the Wild West. And everyone had a damn beard. But, 
you know, seeing armpit hair in a female was like, whoa. You know, I personally shave my armpit hair. Because B.O. is not a—it's not an attractive scent at all. And in New York City, when you're summertime, and everyone has swamp ass and sweating, and you have big-ass construction workers coming home from work, and they smell like, I don't know, bro, grandma's left butthole from last week. It's disgusting, really. So having armpit hair really just makes you smell more. So I shave mine off. I shave it. You know? Also, could you just imagine? I mean, bro. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say what you can and can't do. It's your life. I'm just saying if, you know, you want to get some prostitutas, then that's cool. Uh, I'm not I'm not against it. I think it should be legal. I mean, weed should be legal too. But that, that's a whole other, whole other t- uh, subject. Um, you know, getting a prostitute now... Is kind of risking it. You know, you got STDs, blah, blah, blah. But at least you have, you know, condoms. So, there's some kind of protection. There were no condoms back in... (coughs) Excuse me, that came out of nowhere. Uh, There were no condoms back in uh, Deadwood. At least back in that era of Deadwood, I'll tell you that right now. And nobody was trimming anything. So can you imagine the bush that both the male and female must have had back then? It must have been outrageous. I mean, it literally must have been out of control. I mean, if you're looking at the show, basically you're washing your face and hands in a bowl with a rag. But then you put that rag you just wiped your face with in the bowl to rinse it out. Bro, the bowl's dirty now. The bowl's dirty. So basically you're just putting more dirt around your face. It's like this, okay? I've been cleaning schools since I was 13, 14, working with my stepfather, Danny. And we used to have a mop, a big mop truck with three compartments, okay? One was soapy water. And one was rinse water, and one was just an empty thing that you ran. You put the mop inside. There was two rollers. You closed it, and you cranked it up. And that mop would be dry. Dry as dry as dry can be. But we used to mop the floor with the soapy water, okay? Then we would rinse out the mop with the wringer. So all the dirty water goes in. Then you would rinse it with the clean water. Ring it again. And then you would put the mop back in the soapy water to mop the next section. So basically, that's how you mop. See, when, when I clean my house, I use a mop. And I mop the floor. And then I go into the bathtub. And I rinse it out with water. And then I wring it out in the tub and I put the mop back in the mop bucket because that water is clean. So if you're mopping your bedroom and you put that dirty mop water in the bucket, well, now the bucket's just dirty with soap. So what are you really mopping? You're pushing dirt from your bedroom to your kitchen, to your living room, to your dining room. Nothing's clean. So that's how I mop. Right? Now, I don't know how we talk about mopping, but we did. And here we are. I lost my train of thought again. But I can just imagine 
being in that era, like personal hygiene. Oh, that's how we start talking about it because you're washing your face in a bucket of water and then your dirty rag is back in the water you cleaned your face with. So really personal hygiene, people just look dirty. I mean, what a disgusting time to live in. Normal people were drinking and shooting up things. But man, you're getting a prostitute back in 1886. That's got to be wild, man. I mean, whoa. So it just got me thinking of all the sex scenes and the and the prostitutes in that show. I mean, my God. No wonder why we have the coronavirus now. Jesus Lord. Uh, you know, so moving on from that, that's... That's that's crazy. But they did it. I mean, listen, prostitutes been going around since I think there was um, extra women who want to make money to take advantage of stupid men. Because really, if you're a woman, then you really have the world in your in your palm because you have a um, <clears throat> a vagina. And if that's not the most powerful weapon in the world, then I don't know what is, bro. Okay? Forget Excalibur or whatever sword in Lord of the Rings or, you know, any kind of myth, um, like the, uh, what you call it, the Master Sword from Zelda. No. Okay? It's a, it's It's really just a vagina. So that's the most powerful thing in the world, really. That and maybe, you know, second, love. So, you know. And higher than you came into the world, bro, from a woman. So really, you know, women have the power. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, Moving on from that, you know, my girlfriend actually has to go to work tomorrow. So she has been on furlough since the middle of March. So we spend probably seven weeks together, uh, 24-7 for seven straight weeks. Now, I've been going out with my girlfriend for 12 years. It's been 12 years we've been going out. And we lived together for eight of those years. Now, depending on your schedule, you may or may not see your, you know, significant other. Uh, even at all, rarely, or often. It depends. See, me and my girlfriend have the same schedule. We're both over the weekends. We both work the we both work in the the AM shift, but um, I normally get out of work maybe an hour, hour and a half before her, so I basically have maybe an hour and a half to two hours alone while I'm home. So when she comes home, maybe she gets home let's say six six thirty. Sometimes she goes to the gym. Sometimes she doesn't go to the gym. So let's say argument's sake she goes to the gym she comes home she gets ready for the gym we say hello she gets dressed boom gym that's an hour now she comes back let's say it's let's say it's uh 7 30 the gym you know whatever an hour gym 50 minute walk blah 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 at 7 30 she comes home she showers we have a little light meal you know argument's sake it's eight o'clock uh we gotta be in bed by like 11 we gotta get up early in the morning the next day. So we only have what? Three, four hours if you're lucky, sometimes maybe five. You know, what if she has to do laundry one of those days? 
that's less time with her right there. You know, what if I go out with drinks with the fellas? That's, an, you know, more time lost. The only time that we really have solid is the weekend. But sometimes on the weekend, she has her own plan with the girls. So I got plans with the fellas. You know, it depends. But mostly we spend the weekends together, basically. But nobody sees their significant other 24-7 unless you're on vacation or a staycation. So if you didn't get along, like, fully, like, if you guys aren't best friends, I can imagine a lot of people breaking up and or possibly being closer than ever before. Because we have... Um, basically, we have two TVs, right? Now, at any moment at all, regardless of coronavirus or not, she could easily, or I could also easily, come into the bedroom and watch something else that she, that she has no interest in or she wants to watch something alone. That's fine. Go ahead, do it. I mean, we won't need our space. But the fact that we had a gaming schedule... From me and her. We picked TV shows, me and her. Um, we spent a lot of time together. We even cooked together. We fed the cats together. We went for walks together. I mean, bro, 24-7 for seven weeks is a lot of time to spend with anybody. If I spend time with my brother Scott, I'd probably choke him. He'd probably choke me. Right? Your mom would get annoying. I'm sure maybe your dad would get annoying. You know, people will get annoying. You're... E- my cat was getting annoying. How about that? But I was never annoyed at my girlfriend the entire time. Isn't that something? That's awesome. So I'm kind of gonna, I'm kind of gonna miss her now. Cause now she has to go to work Monday through Friday, nine to five, and I'm only gonna see her. What? She'd be home by, depending on the train. Who knows what they're doing? Six. Got a four hours a day to see her. I might see her in the morning, but most of my time will be spent. Alone in the house with Ragna and Zina, my two cats. So thank God for Diablo 3 and Danny. And, you know, I got Scott when he not, doesn't want to make 1974 rosters for MLB's show, The 20. I could play with him, you know, Streets of Rage. But, uh, you know, I didn't feel like we got any closer together. I felt like we've always been pretty close and pretty strong. But, you know, definitely... Maybe more of a connection now, because none of us at any time wanted to go into to the other room. So we kind of just, um, you know, did everything together, and I thought that was, um, you know, that, that was pretty cool. So, um, you know, moving on from there, that's pretty much all I've been uh, been doing this week, really. So. I'll be alone next week, which kind of sucks, but also okay at the same time, because, you know, we all got to go back to work eventually. Um, but I figured that since Mother's Day, like I said before, we'll get to the, uh, <clears throat> my mom. Now, if there was a person who my mom could, you know, possibly channel... It would be James Cagney. Now, if you don't know who James Cagney is, he's an actor from the 30s and 40s. Mostly played tough guy gangster roles all throughout his career. 
my mom's favorite movie is Angels with Dirty Faces because it's a classic. So if you haven't seen it, I suggest it. Or if you don't know who he is, Google him. I mean, he's 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 really uh, 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 like an icon. But my mom has a unique accent because she is from Brooklyn, New York. Now, I've even on Instagram, someone tagged me in a New York challenge, New York accent challenge, which you know I declined. Um, basically, everybody thinks of New York. They think of the typical like mafia accent, like, "Oh wait, what are you doing over there?" Eh? You think you're a tough guy? Give me some fucking coffee, eh? Like, no one talks like that, first of all. But that's what everybody thinks a New York accent is. First of all, the New York accent is unique because certain words are said just long, right? But also, it really depends on your ethnic background and where you live in the city. Now, there's five boroughs in the city, okay? So you have the Bronx... Manhattan, Staten Island, Brooklyn, and Queens. That's the five boroughs. Each borough has several ethnicities and different accents. So my mom is Irish from Brooklyn. She doesn't sound like the typical Italian New York accent that everybody is probably accustomed to. Because I got a friend who's Puerto Rican. And she's been living here in New York her whole life. Her family came to America in the 30s from Puerto Rico. So she has not only like a bit of a Spanish accent because she speaks Spanish. She also has a really hardcore Queens accent. So she does not, nothing, she does not sound like my friend who's from Queens either. Because he's also Italian and they both sound different. Because, you know, ethnicity. Now, my mom's accent is almost like old school New Yorker, kind of like James Cagney. Especially, she's quick with the words. So, we talk very fast. I'm talking slow in this podcast. But if I, if I really recorded just a regular conversation with my brother and my friends, I'd be talking 10 miles an hour. you probably have to slow me down. But my mom's accent is quick. She's quick to the point. You say something, boom, as an answer. So there's never a pause. My mom just, boom, speaks, boom, there it is, okay? She also curses, which, you know, who doesn't curse? Especially in New York, especially being an Irish person. I mean, it's part of your second language, really. Um, but she, my, when she gets annoyed, she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she says it like that. And she goes, when I went to her house you know, recently... I was like, oh, you're you making coffee? She's like, coffee? Do you drink fucking coffee? I'm like, yeah, I drink coffee. She goes, since when? I'm like, I don't know, since the last 10 years, mom? Uh, you make coffee for me in 10 years? I don't, I don't understand. She was so surprised. Oh, you want coffee? Coffee? Yeah, I want coffee. That's how we say coffee. I don't even know how to pronounce it correctly. It's coffee. Or she would go, balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. Like, super quick. If she, If you were talking shit... Or telling her, like, a lie. And she knows you're lying. She would say, you're talking like a man with a paper asshole. Now, I don't know what that means. I tried Googling it. I don't know what era slang that's from. But, mom, nobody's saying that but you. So, that's unique. Um, 
you know, and also my mom, bro, she's basically a G. She is an OG because it was the 80s, bro, when I was born. And parenting in the 80s were totally different from parenting in the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. Different eras, man. If my mom had to tell me something twice, you were getting wrapped in the side of the head, bro. And my mom is probably 5'3", but, man, she hits like a fucking shit brick house, dude. That's a tough woman right there. Now, I remember in PS24, where I went to school, for elementary school, there was this little Russian kid named Pavel. Now, he was new to the school. I don't know if it was 4th grade or 5th grade, but, you know, he was coming to school, new to the school, he kind of had a heavy accent. He definitely wasn't born here. I, you know, he was Russian, which in fourth grade, I had no idea what Russia was. Um, I don't even know if the USSR was still around, really. I don't know. It was like probably um, 92, 93, you know. But I remember one time we were, we were playing dodgeball and we're all hanging out. And then Pavel was sitting down next to my friend Adam. And Pavel grabbed Adam's nutsack. And Adam got pissed and told the, the, the coach, you know, the teacher. And the gym teacher's like, oh, it's okay, he won't do it again. Tell him stop it. Okay. Then the kid grabbed Jordy's nuts. The kid grabbed Gidong's nuts. The kid grabbed Eric's nuts. I'm like, this kid's grabbing nuts. And then he grabbed my nuts. And I remember... I smacked his hand. I said, hey, don't don't touch me. I told the teacher. She didn't, she didn't do anything. She said, okay, don't. I'll talk to him. So this has been going on for like maybe a few days. And then I told my mom. And my mom was fucking pissed, bro. She was like, he grabbed your where? He grabbed your fucking nuts? Are you kidding me? That's it. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a cause mother. I'm a cause mother. I'm like, yeah, mom, call him because this is ridiculous. So she gets the class list. She finds, because back then, no cell phones. So you had a class list, which was printed out and given to you every time you had a new kid. It was updated. So my mom found Pavel. She called his mom. And now my mom's, you know, is she calm? Not really. But, you know, she tried to be calm, this conversation, because she was like, hey, your fucking kid grabbed my son's nuts. And I don't know what the other lady said. But my mom was like, if you grab my kid's nuts again, I'm going to have my kid punch him. Your mom, I'm going to have my kid punch your kid in the fucking face. You understand? And she hung up the phone. And I'm like, damn. She's like, Bobby, I'll tell you this right now. If this kid punches you, if this kid grabs your nuts again, you punch right in the fucking face. I probably won't get in trouble. I'm like, okay. I'll punch him in the face, ma. No problem. Bobby, I'm not kidding. I promise you won't get in trouble. Don't let nobody touch your nuts. That's your private parts. I'm like, okay. No problem, Ma. It won't happen again. I'll punch him right in his face. Now, the next day, well, a couple days later, he grabbed Adam's nuts. Adam told the teacher. The teacher did nothing. He grabbed, you know, I don't know who's nuts. If Nathaniel's nuts. Who doesn't matter? This kid was grabbing nuts. This kid's a nut grabber. He was a Russian nut grabber. And then... He grabbed my nuts again. 
And I remember just punching this kid in the face as hard as as, as any, you know, eight year old, nine year old could punch. And I bam right in his right in his eye. And then, you know, he fell on the floor, he started crying. Teacher put me in the teacher put me into the uh principal's office. And the principal called my mom that I got into a fight. Now my mom maybe had an idea what happened, but she has no idea what happened because they didn't tell her. So mom had to leave her job. She had to come to the principal's office and then the principal told me that I got into a fight and I punched Pavel in the face. And then my mom said, well, why did he punch Pavel in the face? And he said, oh, because Pavel grabbed his nuts. And my mom was like, he's been grabbing everybody's nuts. Are you not paying attention? He goes, yeah, we heard some complaints, but, you know, we haven't really acted on it right now. Because, you know, boys will be boys. Now, when this principal said that, my mom was pissed. And she said, what, are you fucking kidding me? And my mom got up because she was sitting in the chair. And the principal was, uh, like, sitting almost like, you know, if you have, like, a stool, like, you're kind of leaning on your desk. So he was leaning on the desk. I'm in my chair. My mom's in her chair. My mom gets up from the chair. And my mom says, are you fucking kidding me? This is not acceptable. He's, he's sexually assaulting all these kids in the school. And you boys be boys? My mom was like, no, nah, fuck this. My mom grabbed the principal's nuts, bro. And she said, how do you fucking like it? How does it feel, huh, you motherfucker? And the, he's like, Michelle, I can't believe you did that. I feel embarrassed. I'm a, I feel disrespected. And my mom was like, well, how do you think these fucking kids feel? And my mom, because she was not dumb, had already called probably every mom that she was friends with, including my boy Adam, and all their moms was coming in to talk to the principal. So... When there's a knock on the door, it was about four other moms from the school to talk to the principal about this kid basically sexually assaulting all of us by grabbing our nuts. My mom was not playing with that. So we don't know what happened to Pavel, but I never seen that kid again. It was maybe another week with the kid, so he was probably in school for two weeks, and in two weeks he had to go somewhere else. I don't know where he went. Never seen him again. So, that's crazy. My mom was not playing, bro. Okay, she grabbed my man by the nutsack. Um, you know, another time, me and my sister, it scare my scare my mom is easy. Okay, it's very, it's very easy to scare her because, um, she's frightened easily. She doesn't like horror movies. So really, anything that you do, she would jump and curse. And it would be a random curse. Ooh, yeah, fuck. You know? Or she would be like, get the fuck out of here. You know, some shit like that she would say. Um, or she would say, ooh, do it again. Do it again. That's, that's the last fucking thing you do. And a lot of people believe that Hispanic moms, like, throw the chancleta, which is really just a slipper. I think every mom has that ability to just throw something and it'll hit you dead in your head. Okay? Um, I know my friend uh, Jason's mom. Uh, Jason's black, so his mom is black woman. Uh, bro, the same aim as the Dominican or Puerto Rican mom growing up. I mean, she literally. I remember Jason's mom was actually Jason was about six two in the fifth in the fifth grade, 
And his mom was a tall drink of water too, bro. That was a tall woman. And I remember Jason said something. We're playing uh, uh, NBA Jam. Trying to build the teams to co-op mode. And I remember she, Jason said something about, I don't know, not having a Gatorade or something. Something smart. And his mom took off her sneaker, okay, and threw it in like a one second. Like she pulled it off her heel and she flung it and it, it hit Jason dead in the side of the forehead. I mean, what a fucking aim. What a shot, bro. So every mom can do this. When you're a mom, you have this ability to just throw shit at really anybody's head. So my mom, no matter what, my listen, if there was something near my mom and you got smart, guarantee you that thing was going to be up on the side of your head quick, bro. Okay, quick, quick, fast, in a hurry. You understand? So scaring my mom was pretty easy. But I remember one day, she was, like, really tired from work. We were probably busting our balls. She was exhausted. I remember my aunt was over. My aunt was watching TV. And my mom was passed out on the couch. And I mean, my mom is passed out on the couch. And I had lots of masks growing up from childhood. And we had this one mask where, like, half the face was peeled off and bloody and missing. The eyeball was kind of hanging out. And you couldn't see on that part of the mask, but the other, on the right side, you had an eyeball, which was a very thin slit that you could see through. And you can put your tongue through the mouth hole in the mask. And there was like, you know, like an old man head, like bald on top, but hair on the sides. I think the name's mask was Charlie, if I recall. My, my father had lots of masks. So when he passed away, you know, obviously I couldn't touch them before. Now I was wearing them in the house like, you know, it's normal. But I remember saying, Christy, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put, I'm, you're going to put the mask on and you're going to kind of like crawl to mom's face and you're going to go, hey. And then you're going to lick, you're going to put your tongue through the opening and wiggle your tongue. And we're going to scare the shit out of mom, bro. It's going to be great. Now, I should have recorded this because my sister goes there my aunt is already trying to hold in her laugh because she knows what's coming okay and my chrissy goes to mom's face and she goes hey and she wiggles her tongue out of the mask and my mom said what the fuck yeah and then as she said what the fuck yeah she actually kicked christy clear across the living room and i mean what a fucking kick that was because she was gone dude my sister won from the almost dining room hallway, where my mom's, where the couch was, to the window of the living room. That was a massive kick, okay? And Chris, she didn't hurt Chrissy. She, she, I mean, yeah, she flew against the wall, but Chrissy wasn't hurt. And my mom was like, why are you fucking kidding me? You're trying to give me a fucking heart attack, you motherfucker. And, you know, we laughed. It was funny. Especially when she said, motherfucker. And she's holding the, ah. And then she got more mad. And then she began to throw her two slippers. She hit me with one and my aunt for laughing. So it was like left, right. Amazing. Right? Uh, like, so easy to scare her. Um, you know, also, my mom cooked. So, if you didn't eat what she gave you, you ate it the next day. 
And I don't mean for lunch. I mean for breakfast. So she didn't give a shit. She made Brussels sprouts. You don't like them? She said, good, eat it. I don't care what I don't like. I cooked it, you eat it. You understand? And we're like, no, I do understand. I just wish you would stop making Brussels sprouts. My mom was like, no, I don't give a shit. Eat them. Eat them and that's it. Eat them and that's it. Okay, ma. I'll eat them. Now, I used to put my Brussels sprouts in, uh, so my mom had glass cups. But I remember getting, I wanted a plastic cup so, so you couldn't see inside of it. So me and Chrissy thought of a plan. We went to the supermarket one day. We saw some, like, Batman cups. I think Chrissy got, like, a little mermaid cup, but it was plastic where you couldn't see inside. So we would drink iced tea. What you can't see through because it's dark. So whatever we didn't like, my mom wasn't looking. We place in the cup. My mom was like, "Oh, here's some Brussels sprouts. There's six Brussels sprouts. This six Brussels sprouts, I I would probably die if I ate them. You know, now I'll eat them. But back then, I was gagging. Like my aunt. Like my aunt has a anything bothers her. She's like, or you know, something grows, and that's when eating a Brussels sprout made me like do that." To this day, not to this day, but certain things, yeah, I do. But man, does it? I mean, literally, if you just like pick up something like a pew pick in your nose and you got a big booger on your finger and show my aunt, she'll gag. It's fucking hilarious. But we used to take the Brussels sprouts and put them in the cup, and we're like, oh, this is perfect. Mom's never gonna know we're doing this. So we used to eat all the food we liked, put the stuff we didn't like in the cup. Now Chrissy would do dishes, like I said before. And this one particular time, my mom was doing dishes. Now I'm like, oh, shit. How are we going to get these cups in the kitchen and get rid of the evidence? She's doing dishes. So I had to hold on to this cup, you know, a little longer than normal. My mom's like, I'm going to wash your cup. Give me cups. I'm not done yet. She goes, you've been having that cup for two hours already. It's done. Give it to me. I'm like, no, mom, it's fine. She goes, give me the fucking cup. I'm washing it. That's it. Not another word. I'm like, damn, I'm busted. So she grabbed the cup and Chrissy's cup. And she saw the Brussels sprouts in the cup. Okay. I think secretly she laughed because she was like, that's smart. But also she was not being secret about being pissed off, dude. She was pissed. I mean, she's like, what do you think? So she, what, you think you're funny? You think you're funny? How about this? She put them in the sink. She rinsed them off. And then she put them on a microwave. And she made us re-eat. She reheated them to make us eat them in front of her. And I'm like, this is torture, bro. Who wants to eat a Brussels sprout after being soaked in iced tea? I definitely didn't. But I did learn a valuable lesson that day. Just eat your damn vegetables. Because that was nasty. Okay? If me and my sister would argue... My mom would yell out, that'd be the last fucking argument you have. If I have to go in there, I'll beat your fucking ass. I was like, damn, dude, this this girl's crazy, bro. Right? If you were, if my mom was cleaning the house, she had a vacuum on, it didn't matter where you were. If you're not out of the way, she'll vacuum over your toe. Like, I had many times my pinky toe got sucked into the vacuum cleaner because she doesn't care if you're there. She's trying to vacuum you out of the way. Right? My mom would clean, I don't know, every 10 minutes. She's watching the show. Commercial came on. She's wiping something down. Mom, what are you wiping down? You just cleaned. Yeah, but I see dust. 
literally dust happens when you wipe them down dust comes immediately it, you can't escape it it's just there my mom was like no i gotta i gotta i gotta vacuum and i gotta clean and then, and then i gotta cook so when did she really rest she really didn't my mom was a hustler bro as now my mom got older yeah now she's you know much more relaxed but when me and christy got my mom my mom was young she like you know yell she'd you know bust your balls as much as you bust her balls you know but she still loved us she still did everything she could for us you know so i got no issues with it but scott and katie my other brother and sister uh they got it a lot easier my mom was already more calm she was more relaxed she still yells though because she's always yelling, she's always she's always yelling at scott i mean we're playing video games and i hear i hear her yelling at scott so clearly that has not changed but what did change was probably her aim with the slipper because or scott just a good ducker e- either one i'm not sure um but you know that's uh my mom dude she's had a crazy brooklyn accent which i hope i did good we bust her balls so much that we make fun of her all the time um you know but she did love us she was a little bit wild but nothing we didn't deserve really if we were being uh you know idiot idiot kids so you know there you go so with that being said that's enough for today if you got a mom out there or a mom figure, whoever she may be, your aunt, whatever, you know. I know my aunt's like my second mom pretty much because she also raised me growing up. So is my mom and my aunt. That's who raised me. Um, you know, your, your best friend's mom, maybe your girlfriend, your wife got a kid. She's a mom now. Your sister got a, you know, whatever. If you're a mom out there and you're teaching kids and raising them, then I salute you. Today's your day. So without further ado, uh, happy Mother's Day. And I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.